Welcome to McCullough Christian Center's broadcast today. If you would like more information about our church, please visit our website at www.purposemcc.com. For this is what the Lord would say. Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? says the Lord. For man would define you by the lines of man. But you are not defined by the lines of man because through the sacrifice that my son made, you are defined by the blood of that sacrifice. So who are you? I say you are a child of mine. You've been born again, washed by my blood. You are mine. You are my child. You are my daughter. You are my son. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, I've just been feeling all morning, this just really confirms what I was feeling. Just Sometimes things happen in our lives and situations happen. Circumstances arise, events take place, and we look at those things happening as bad, and, and granted some of them are bad, but I want you to understand this morning that I, I just really feel strongly to declare to you today that some of you have been experiencing some things and you've been going through some things. And God said it's not there to destroy you. Of course, it can destroy you and it can tear you down, but God said it's not meant for that. But it's meant to strengthen you and to bring you to the place that I want you to be. So change your mindset. Change your way of thinking. Remember who you are. Remember that you are not the trash that blew in off the street. Remember who you are. Remember what God has called you to do. And remember that you are created in the image of God and made in the likeness of a holy God. And that God didn't call you to walk in depression. He didn't call you to walk in the bondage of your past. But he called you to walk in freedom. He called you to walk in liberty and wholeness. God wants you to be set free. Don't be bound by what's going on last week or what happened yesterday, but be set free by what Christ did for you 2,000 years ago on the cross of Calvary. Because once he sets you free, you are free indeed. Amen? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, ladies. Thank you all so much. Hallelujah. While you're still standing, I want you to take your Bible and turn with me, please, to the book of Joshua. Joshua chapter 3. Those of you that are running the... Uh, Mac upstairs has been a little change in Joshua chapter 3. Joshua chapter 3 and verse 
starting with verse 1. Hallelujah. Joshua chapter 3, begin with verse 1. Everybody got it? Say amen. And Joshua rose early in the morning, and they removed from Shaddam and came to Jordan, he and all the children of Israel, and lodged there before they passed over. It came to pass that after three days that the officers went through the host. And they commanded the people, saying, When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priest, the Levites, bearing it, then you shall remove from your place and go after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure. Come not near unto it, that you may know the way by which you must go, for you have not passed this way before. And Joshua said to the people, Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Father, we thank you today for your word. We thank you this morning that your word is living and powerful, sharper than a two-edged sword, that it cuts to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow. We thank you today, Father, for the power of of the word because we know that your word contains the DNA of everything that we are and everything that we will be, Father. So Lord, today let your word go forth with power and in authority, and we'll give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. You're looking good today. You might have to look to the other neighbor to say that and tell the truth, but neighbor, you're looking good today. Now look at him again and say, neighbor, it's time to line up. It's time to line up. Amen. I want to talk to you for just a few minutes this morning on the subject of divine alignment because I believe that, that God is, is aligning uh, His people. I believe God is aligning His church, His body, for a specific reason. It kind of relates to some of the things that we've already spoken, that sometimes... We feel like that we've hit a brick wall in our lives, and sometimes we feel like that nothing is going right in our lives. But I want to tell you something that sets you apart from everybody else. If you are a born-again Christian, is that God doesn't ever waste a trial. He doesn't ever waste a battle. There's nothing that you go through, nothing that you will experience in life that is wasted by God because God has a plan and He has a purpose and He has a specific goal and intent for you, for those of us who are called by His name. Some in here this morning, perhaps you're struggling 
because you don't really want to be where you are right now. You're not really satisfied with where you are right now. And you can't understand how you got to where you are right now. You question the circumstances and the situations, even the people that caused you to be where you are right now. It might be that uh, in a relationship, it might be in a situation, it might be uh, something going on in your life and you're questioning, God, why am I where I am right now? But I want to tell you something this morning that I believe that God is saying today to the body of believers and to those that are sitting here today that I am wanting to line you up. I'm wanting to get you in alignment with what I desire to do. So as we look at this passage of Scripture in uh, Joshua chapter 3, verses 1 through 6, I want you to notice something, that uh, the children of Israel have been uh, in the wilderness, and they've been roaming in the wilderness now for 40 years. Uh, a promised land that God promised them, a land that flows with milk and honey, that God said it belongs to you, and I'm going to give it to you. The promised land can represent several things, but one thing that it represents, I believe, is it represents the blessing, walking in the fullness of God and, and experiencing the fullness of everything that God wants us to experience. And so God is saying, I uh, have given you this land. I've given you a land of promise that flows with milk and honey. And 40 years later, 40 years uh, after they've walked in the wilderness and they've seen uh, uh, everybody that came out of Egypt with the exception of, of two people have now died and there's a whole new generation that's come up. And now they're standing on the precipice of going over in to the promised land. But how many of you know this morning that if you want the blessing of God, if you want to experience the blessing of God, there are certain criteria that you've got to follow because God is not a haphazard God. God is not a God that you can just run in and do it your way and have it your way. God is not Burger King. He's not McDonald's. He is a God that demands excellence. He is a God that demands order. And, and now here is Joshua and the children of Israel, and they're re uh, about to step over into the promised land. Notice what God says, that it came to pass uh, that uh, they lodged there and they were standing or they had camped there uh, right on the banks of the Jordan River about to go over. And we see that in verse 2 that the Bible says that it came to pass after three days that the officers went through the host. That it came to pass after three days. That uh, three days, I believe, is a... Uh, uh, a picture of the resurrection of Christ. Three days, at the end of three days, three, uh, if you go back and study the number three, three is a, is a number that represents resurrection. It is a number that represents new beginning. And the Bible says that God brought them there and they stayed there and the Bible says that after three days 
that, that the leaders went through the host and began to get them ready to go into the promised land. Guys, I want you to know something this morning that I don't know where you've been and I don't know where you are right now, but I believe today that I can declare over your life that three days is over and that that, that three days is representing that God is wanting to resurrect something in your life. You've been dealing with some issues and you've been going through some battles, but God said three days, the third day, there's going to be a resurrection. Amen. And in verse 3, they commanded the people, saying, When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God, the priests, the Levites, bearing it, then you shall remove from your place and go after it. So here's the picture. They have the ark of the covenant, which represents the very presence of God. It represents all that God is. All that, all that the children of Israel know about God is represented by this Ark of the Covenant. And so the Ark of the Covenant is sitting there. And they commanded them that when you see the Ark of the Covenant and the priests, the Levites, bearing it, you shall remove from your place. In other words, when you see the Ark of the Covenant begin to move, I want you to begin to move with it. But notice this. God set an order in the way. He lined them up to go into the promised land. He set a divine alignment for the children of Israel to go in to possess the land that he had given them. He set the ark and the Levites out front. And, uh, and, and he told uh, Joshua, commanded the people, he said, when you see the ark of the covenant and the Levites uh, bearing it, when you see them begin to move, he said, I want you to follow them. But he, then he said, but there shall be a space in verse 4 between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure. He said, don't come near unto it that you may know the way by which you must go, for you have not passed this way heretofore. Notice something here, that God put the ark out front, and he said, follow the ark. In other words, be led by my presence. Be led by my anointing. And he said, but don't get too close, because you've not been this way before. I believe that God's wanting to do a new thing. I believe that God is saying, I want to do something that you've not seen before. I believe that God is saying, I want to take you down a path that you've not been before. But there's got to be a lining up with what God wants to do in your life. Catch that, ladies and gentlemen. There's got to be a lining up of what God wants to do in our lives. The Bible says that Joshua said to the people in verse 5, he said, sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Notice that word, sanctify. It means cleanse yourself, wash yourself, and purify yourself. Anytime God does an aligning in the body of Christ, there's a time of purifying and sanctifying. But now here's what I really want to get down to this morning is that God is wanting to do a divine alignment. 
God is wanting to line people up and to get God is wanting to get me in the place in my relationship with him that I can follow what he's saying, that I can lay aside all the other things, all the other weights that hold me down, and I can follow him. God's wanting to get me in position to where nothing is holding me down. Nothing is holding me back. God is wanting to get my eyes to begin to see with a single vision. And my heart, God's wanting to get the division out of my heart and get my heart in a place where it's only Him and Him alone and nothing else. God is wanting to get uh, me into the place and I'll preach to me. And and I'm going to say amen to myself because I know that what I'm going to say might not get a lot of amens. But I want to tell you, God is wanting to get the vision that I have in a single way. God is wanting to place within me the singleness of heart and the purity of heart that I can follow him and not be concerned about what other people say, what other people think, or what other people do. Listen, there are those of you that are in here this morning that your life has been dominated by everybody else around you. Your life has been dominated and controlled by people all around you. Your life has been dominated and controlled by everything but God. And God is saying this morning, I want to get rid of all of that. I want to get rid of all the things that you've allowed to dominate you and control you and guide you and lead you. And God is saying, I want to be the one that is walking in front of you that you are following. I want to be the presence that is leading you and guiding you on your journey. You see, what God is wanting to do is going to require some changes in my life. What God is wanting to do is going to require for me to get out of the status quo and get out of the way that it's always been done and realize that God is wanting to do something new. There are several things in this short passage of Scripture that we've read this morning that I want you to understand, and I want you to see it. First of all is the three days, that after three days, God began to move among the host and say, get ready because something is about to happen. The second thing that God spoke to them, he said, is I want you to understand that the, the Ark of the Covenant is going to be in front of you. You've got to follow the Ark of the Covenant. Remember that in the wilderness, they had the cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night, and God was always leading them. And now Now he's saying, you're not going to be watching a cloud. You're not going to be looking at a pillow of fire, but you're going to be watching my presence. My presence will lead you into the place that you need to go. The next thing that I want you to notice this morning about that is is that God said, "Don't, don't run too fast and get up too close. I want you to remain at a certain distance because you won't be able to see the moving of the ark. Now, To clarify that, you and I have the presence of God on the inside of us now. We're led by the Spirit of God. We're led by the presence of God. And the next thing that I want you to notice and pay attention is that God said, sanctify yourselves. Get yourself, prepare yourself, and get ready 
for what I'm about to do. Listen, as I was reading that uh, and, and preparing for today, the Lord began to deal with my heart about uh, the environment that we live in and how that environment affects us and how the environment that we are surrounded by on a daily basis affects the way that we react to the things of God. It affects the way that we uh, react to the leading and to the ministry of Holy Spirit. As I begin to think about that, God began to take me back to the book of John chapter 5 uh, to the the pool of Bethesda. And the Bible says that uh, there was a man at this pool of Bethesda that had uh, had an infirmity. And he had this infirmity for 38 years. He had been uh, infirm. We don't know. Uh, we know that he was probably crippled or paralyzed, but, but we don't know the details of this man's life. But what we do know is that the Bible says he had been uh, with this infirmity for 38 years. And he was laying beside the pool of Bethesda and the uh, Long story short is that certain times the, the water would be stirred and the first one that was in the water would be miraculously healed. And there were many people there. There were many uh, people that were there that were diseased and, and they were lame and blind and halt and just all kinds of, of sicknesses and infirmities that were laid by this pool. And this one man... Uh, was laying there, and, and the Bible says that Jesus came down to the pool that day. He didn't go to all the rest of them. He came to one man, and he came to this man, and he asked him a question. He said, Wilt thou be made whole? What a question to ask somebody that's been paralyzed or, or in, with an infirmity for 38 years. Wilt thou be made whole? The man began to explain to Jesus or give to Jesus an excuse. Well, Lord, uh, I, I've tried to get in the pool. I've tried to get there, and every time the water begins to move, I try to get there, but, but somebody's always getting in ahead of me. Uh, it's these people around me, God, that, that I can't get in. I can't get in to the moving of the water. In other words, he was saying, my miracle is always one person ahead of me. My miracle is always one step ahead of me, and I can't seem to get that miracle. As I began to look at that the other day, the Holy Spirit began to deal with my heart that, uh, that when this man began to open his mouth, it revealed that not only did he have an infirmity of the body, but he had an infirmity of the mind. And that word infirmity means a weakness, a frailty, an inability to do certain things. When it says there was an infirmity, it meant that he had a weakness or, or, or something that prohibited him from uh, acting in a normal manner. He said, Lord, I, I can't get in the pool because every time I try, somebody gets down in front of me. And he said, I, I, I just can't 
get in there. And the Lord began to deal with my heart about the infirmity of the mind of this man. He didn't realize who he was talking to. He didn't realize that he was talking to Jesus, the Son of God. He didn't realize that he was looking a miracle in the face. He didn't realize what God was wanting to do in his life. But he was so controlled and so consumed by the environment that he had been in for years and years. And the Lord began to deal with me about people that are so uh, controlled by the environment of, that they have lived around and been around for years and years. This man, all he saw was infirmity every day. All he ever experienced was, was moans and groans of those that were broken and, and diseased and paralyzed and blind and halt and all of that. And so being in that atmosphere and that, that environment had caused his mind to think only within the parameters of what he had been around. But Jesus said, Wilt thou be made whole? Wilt thou be made whole? And the Bible says that, that after this man gave his, his excuse and his reasons for not already being made whole, that Jesus looked at him and, and uh, spoke to him and healed him and a miracle took place. And Jesus said, take up your bed, rise up and walk. And, and that divine miracle happened. You see, Christ has got a way of coming into situations even where the environment has caused us to think a certain way and, and the things that we've been around has caused us uh, to, to uh, have a warped sense of what God wants to do, God has a way of coming into those situations and speaking into our lives and bringing about a miracle uh, in that. As I begin to think about that, God just began to deal with me that I'm wanting to do an alignment in the body of Christ. I'm wanting to do an alignment in the household of faith. I'm wanting to do an alignment in the lives of, of men and women. Another thing about the story in the book of Joshua is that God spoke to Joshua and said, tell them, that they've not been this way before. They've not passed this way before. They've not gone down this path before. But I am wanting to take them in a new path. Listen, before we can ever go into the promised land and before we can ever experience the blessings that God wants for our lives, we've got to understand that there's got to be some things that's going to happen in my life. Listen, you might be here this morning, and you might say, Pastor, I've struggled with this area for years and years. I've battled in this area for years and years. I've struggled with my mind for years. I've struggled with this addiction for years and years. I've lost. I've been beat down, and I've lost and been defeated by this thing that's in my life. 
and, and I don't understand how I will ever get out of it. Can I tell you this this morning? They would have never gotten into the promised land had they not heeded what God was saying to Joshua. They would have never experienced the blessing of the promised land had they not heeded what God was saying to them. Listen. This might not be popular in 2019, but God is saying, I want to line my church back up. I want to line the house of God back up. Listen, and to be honest with you, the house of God has said, God, we'll do it like we want to do it many times. People have said, God, I'll do it like I want to do it. I'll, I'll go here and I'll be what I want to be and do what I want to do. But God is saying in 2019, if you want to uh, see the promised land, you're going to have to do it my way. There's got to be a divine alignment that takes place in my life. If I want to see the blessing of God happen in my life, Life, then I've got to get lined up with the one that brings the blessing. If I want to walk in the power of the anointing of the Holy Ghost, then I've got to get lined up with the one that wants to give me that power. Listen, it cannot come on my terms. It cannot come the way that I think it should come. It doesn't matter if I don't agree with what God said. That's not going to change God. That's not going to change heaven. Heaven is not going to rework uh, its plan just because I don't like what the Bible says. Listen, I've got to line up with what God wants to do in my life. I've had those that would, that would come to me. They would have situations going on in their lives. Their families would be messed up. Their personal lives would be messed up. And everything around them would be falling apart. And they would say, Pastor, I need you to pray for me. I need God to work a miracle in my life. We would get together and we would pray and God would move in their lives. God would move over their family. He would restore their family. He would restore their lives. He would break the bondage off of their lives and everything would be good for a couple of weeks and then I would see and I would see this slow drift away from God and before you know it they've drifted out and I say where's so inside well I don't know I hadn't seen them in a while and, and I would call and try to call and, and nobody would answer the phone I'd go to the house and, and all the vehicles there and all that TV going and knock on the door but nobody would come to the door and I would recognize that there was a drifting that was going on you see when you get the Ark of God in your life misplaced and you begin to lead and you put the ark behind you you're headed for a calamity and what would happen is that it wouldn't be long the family would fall apart it wouldn't be long that the addiction would come back it wouldn't be long they'd have a crash and that old way would be come back and now they've lost it all and now they're down in defeat again but I'm telling you today ladies and gentlemen that God is saying line up with what I'm saying Line up with what I'm wanting to do and you'll experience the blessing and the abundance that God has for you. Amen? I know this is hard. And I know probably you would like to have come and heard a better uh, message, no doubt. One that sounds a lot better and that's, that's more palatable to your taste. But I want to tell you this morning that God is giving truth. It is not, listen... It is not the lie that's going to set you free. 
It's not the pat on the back telling you that all is well and everything is going to be okay that's going to set you free, but it's truth that God gives us through his word that will set us free. Amen? How many of you want truth in your life? We need truth. We don't need somebody to tell us that everything's going to be all right. Listen, Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 14 talks about that solid food is for the mature. For those who have their, the powers or the senses of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. In order to, to line ourselves up with what God wants us to be, what God wants me to be, I've got to recognize that the milk is no longer going to do it. I've got to have some solid food. I've got to have something in my system that is solid food. Uh, there's a time, uh, and, and I was going to use uh, little Ellis today, but he's done conked out on me. He's uh, joined like some of the rest of y'all maybe that y'all are taking a nap about right now. And uh, so little EJ decided he's going to take a nap. But little EJ is just a few months old. And if I were to take him this morning and set him at a table and, and put out a T-bone steak there and give him a fork and a knife, he would sit right there and he would die of starvation. Why? Because he's not able to take solid food like that. But if I set before him milk and I put a bottle in his mouth, he's going to suck it down and nothing flat. Why? Because he's a baby and his system, his digestive system, is, is not conditioned to take solid food. It is conditioned to only take milk. But if I come to you 10 years down the road and I tell you that little EJ is still taking nothing but milk in his system, there is something wrong there. There is something going on there. There needs to be an intervention of a doctor there because little EJ is undoubtedly not maturing as an individual. He's not growing because 10 years down the road, he's still not able to take nothing but milk. And it's the same in our lives as, as men and women of God. There's a time when God comes and begins to work in our lives and he gives us the milk of the word. He gives us the, the salt thing of the word. And we grow by that. We, we mature by that. Meaning this, that there are attitudes that I used to have when I first became a Christian there, there are temperaments that I used to have when I first became a Christian. There are things that I used to do when I first became a Christian that as I matured, the diet changed, and I began to take on some solid food. And as I began to take on the solid food of the Word of God, my mind began to get more sharply uh, honed in on the things of God. And now, those things that I did when I first got saved, I no longer do them. Listen, when I first became born again, 
just a few months after I had been born again. Don't push me because I would blow you out. I would be convicted of it because Holy Spirit was inside. But I recognized that that was some things in my life that I had to begin to deal with. I had to submit them to the authority of Holy Spirit and let God begin to work those things out. That was a time when God was saying, I'm going to transition you off of the milk of the Word and I'm going to get you on some meat so that you can grow and mature. See, that happens when God begins to align you for a different thing. Some of you this morning, you are in a situation in your life that God is saying your career is about to take a turn that you were not expecting. And all the struggle that you've been dealing with and all the things that you've been going through has been to get you in a position that when this happens, it won't kill you, it'll make you stronger. Some of you this morning, you, you have been struggling with, with a direction that, that uh, you've been led in a direction, but you've been not understanding why am I going in that direction. And God is saying, I'm trying to line you up with something. I'm lining you up with something. No, you haven't been this way before. And no, you don't understand it, but I'm trying to line you up to get you to where I want you to be. Amen? See, it's all about me getting to the place, not where I want to be, but where God wants me to be. Because it's there that the blessings flow. It's there that I see the miraculous things taking place in my life. Would you stand with me, please? Guys, if, if somebody can go back and tell Pastor Tammy to... Go ahead and get ready for baptism. I'm going to ask our uh, worship team, if you will, to go ahead and come this morning. And Divine alignment. Getting in line with what God wants to do in my life. I've told you this before, and I, I share it a lot when we're talking about the debt and how God has, has worked so mightily to, to help us to I deal with our debt. But as I think about that and as I uh, ponder on that, I recognize and realize that God is not doing that just so that we can boast that we're debt free. And so I ask myself the question, God, what are you doing? What, God, what is going on here? And God, because I know that, that as God does that, there's something 
that's out here that God is saying, There's, this is what I'm doing this for. Uh, I'm, I'm going to do this in your, in your midst, but I had to deal with this back here in order to get you over here to what I want you to do. In other words, I recognize that there's a mandate that's coming. There's a mandate perhaps that's already been prophesied and spoken over this ministry that's coming. And I wish I could say I know exactly what it is. I've got some ideas, but I don't know exactly what it is. But I do know this, that God's not blessing over here just so that we can pull the lever on the recliner and relax. God is blessing over here because there's something even greater down here that he's wanting us to do. You see, God was saying, do you want to go to the promised land? Do you want to go over into this land that flows with milk and honey? Do you want to experience vineyards that you didn't plant? Do you want to live in houses that you didn't build? Then there's got to be a lining up. You can't just all jump up out of bed that morning and say, charge, and go running into the promised land. God said there's got to be an order. There's got to be a process. There's got to be a lining up before you go into the promised land. Because you see, every promised land has new devils. Every promised land has new enemies. But what I learned in the wilderness has prepared me for the devils I'll face in the promised land. So I want to ask you this question this morning. First thing, are you being led by the presence of God? Are you following the presence of God or have you been following what you want to do? Second thing that I want to ask you this morning is there some things in your life that God is saying you need to lay these things down? Maybe it's mindsets. Maybe it's attitudes. Maybe it's habits. I don't know. But God is saying, I want you to lay these things down because it's a time of sanctifying yourself, purifying yourself. So just those two things. And as they play or sing this morning, I just want to give you an opportunity today. If you're here and you say, Pastor, I want to get in line. I want to get in line with what God wants me to, to do. It might be a new job. It might be a new career. It might be a new school. It might be uh, a new home or might be a, a move or something. I, I don't know, but God, I want to be in alignment with what you desire for me to do. I want to be ready to follow when you say go. So as I sing this morning, I want to give you an opportunity to come and pray, and then we're going to prepare for baptism.
Preaching messages like this, that sometimes are always 
it's a lot harder for me to stand here and tell you than it is for you to listen. Because I, I always want to preach something that's going to make you happy, make you feel good. But here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen, that 2019, the situations that we face, the circumstances that we find ourselves in, is nothing like we've ever experienced. As an individual, there are many of you that are dealing with things today that you've never been down this path before. You've never been down this road before. As a family, families are having to deal with situations and things that, that many of them have never experienced before. You would have never imagined that you would have to be dealing with what you're dealing with today. As communities and as a nation, we're dealing with things today that we never imagined that we would have to deal with. But one thing that I know that God has been dealing with me about, and I was talking with Judy about it this morning, and we've been talking about it for several weeks. <clears throat> and it's found in the passage that we just read. that after three days which was a time which represented the time that God was about to begin to do something but then he said sanctify yourself sanctify yourself and what I've come to realize ladies and gentlemen is that I can be around the most anointed men and women of God imaginable. I can even be in the, in the uh, environment of God's anointing. And I can, I can so desire for the blessing of God to move in my life, but if I'm not willing to allow myself to be broken over the cross of Calvary, then I'll never be able to experience what God wants for me. So that word sanctify is a big word that I believe that God is speaking today to the body of Christ. Sanctify yourselves. Get ready. Prepare yourself for what God is wanting to do. And I, I was thinking of David when David had had failed and <clears throat> messed up, committed murder, adultery, many other sins involved in that. One of the greatest passages of Scripture in the Bible, if you want to, for God to begin to work to sanctify you, is found in Psalm 51. And it's a story of a man. It's the prayer of a man that came before God 
broken, messed up, beat up, defeated. He had disappointed everybody. But more than that, he had disappointed God. And he recognized that day when he stood before God, God, I am a messed up individual. But he came before God that day and he said, have mercy on me, O God. Have mercy on me, O God. According to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. That's what sanctification is all about, ladies and gentlemen. It is about the mercy of God coming into my life, washing me and cleansing me and purifying me. He said, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. I challenge you today, begin to pray that prayer and let the mercy of God begin to wash over your soul. Let the loving kindness of a holy God begin to come and cleanse and purify your life and see if it won't radically change who you are. Because you see, the blessing of God, the promised land, was dependent upon them sanctifying themselves, preparing themselves for what God was about to do. Amen? Amen. Father, we come today in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you that you are a God of mercy. And God, we come today, Father, and there are many that are here this morning, and Father, they, they would say, Lord, we've not, we've not sinned grievously. We've not intentionally messed up, God. We, we've not been bad people, but we know, God, that you are wanting to do something more in our lives. And so, Father, we come today, and we just lay ourselves before you, Father, as Romans 12, 1 and 2, we, we present ourselves to you this morning as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto you. God, desiring to not be conformed to this world, but be transformed, God, by the renewing of our minds. Because the eyes of our faith sees, God, what you're desiring to do. But, Lord, we know that our heart must align itself with that vision. So I pray for them this morning. I pray for those that are in this house today, that, Father, that would say, Lord, I've not been what I need to be, and I've not done what I should have done, but I desire today to be in alignment with your perfect will and your plan. So, Lord, as they submit today, as they commit themselves to you this morning, Holy Spirit, you begin to do the work. Do in them, Father, what they're not able to do. Let your convicting power, your spirit, draw them and move them today. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. You can take your seat. We're excited today about baptism. Pastor Tammy, God's been moving in kids' church.
Thank you today for coming and being a part of this. Uh, those of you that are here that are family, thank you for coming and supporting uh, this uh, child that's being baptized today. So at this time, Pastor Tammy. Something about that baptistry that it picks the worst time for the heater not to work. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Would you stand with us, please? Father, we thank you today, Lord, for being able to see children that recognize their need for you in their life. We thank you today for the, the gifts that you've given us, the abilities that you've given those such as Pastor Tammy and others that work with our kids. We thank you for what you're doing in their lives. We thank you for what you're doing in Charlie Grace's life today. So we just pray this morning that you would bless her and Father, today that, that God, that she would be marked by your presence. And Lord, that her path would be one that you set and that she follows. Lord, bless her today. Bless her family. And God, we thank you for this time that we've had today. We ask you to bless each one that's here. Thank you for all of our guests that have been with us today. We honor you. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.